right. Welcome, welcome again to another rendition of WTF Interviews. My name is Sir Royce Brialis with my prestigious co-host, Dr. Raheem Young. How's it going, brother? I'm good. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing great, man. I'm excited for this one, man. We have, I want to say your name right. <laughs> I'm asking you to say your name so I can say it right from here on out. Uh, M5 Akpan. M5 Akpan. We have M5 Akpan on, on the line. And uh, tell us about, you know, what you do and, uh, you know, how many kids you got. Well, first of all, it's a pleasure for me to be here. So I, I really appreciate this. Thank, thank you. Thank you all. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for joining. Yeah, yeah so. You. Oh, thank you so much. So, so uh, I guess first question, how many kids? So I have, I have two, well, three. I would say three. So my fiance's son, I consider him my son as well. Okay. Well, what's their ages? Well, from, it's a wide range from you've got three to uh, 13. I mean, 30 to 13. I said three, 30 to 13. 30? You, you have yeah. a 30-year-old? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. How, how old are you, Info? Oh man! Oh man! Yeah, yeah. In spirit, I, I, I would say I'm, I'm in my, I'm in my forties, but I would say I'm always thirty-five and older. That, that's my, my thirty-five and older. Okay. <laughs> I subscribe to that, man. I'm, I'm thirty-five and old now, man. <laughs> yeah. Right there with you. <laughs> Wow, so that, that's really cool, man. I remember I used to see you in uh, the hallways of, of, of Argosy. Yes. So, um, like, tell us about your, your journey in, in education and uh, academia. Ooh, oh, man, that's that's a, a long one. So, so you want to know when you say journey as far as professional or just, like, going to school or what, what, where do you want me to start? Yeah. Just like, uh, going to school. Cause I know for like my path, it was a little bit different. So, um, I went to, to college, like right out of high school, but I wasn't really prepared for it or ready for it. I ended up getting uh, kicked out after my sophomore year. So, you know, after that, I had a family, got married, um, worked like little bullcrap jobs and then went back to school and was a student on top of like doing all that for maybe like eight nine years straight <laughs> mm -hmm. so um like what what was what was your journey like i'll start at the argosy so because i think that that one uh since you mentioned that one so at 20 16 was when I started my doctoral uh, journey. Actually, I can remember going, I think I went to an orientation or getting accepted in 2015. So I know I started class around 20, started there, applied in 2015, started taking classes in 2016. And things, uh, came to a close in 2019. As you know, Argosy uh, was shut down in March of 2019. So that kind of 
it, it got me because I had started in 2016, did three years of coursework, so finished everything. Mm. And literally in that March, it just, everything went to a halt. And I remember being at that um, on campus, because you mentioned being on campus, I think it was January of that year being in a meeting with a receiver. Mm. This gentleman who, who was the receiver, he called a meeting and he had really assured us we would be, seemed like we'd be open through the summer, if, I, if I'm remembering correctly. And I just remember in my mind thinking, well, I should be finished. I should be able to do my final defense before the school closes <laughs> and be done. And literally in March, um, I remember getting a notification and then like, it, there was one week before everything closed. I remember, I think you, you, he was on here, Dr. Uh, Campbell, Dr. Joe. Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember coming to the campus that final week and they had like a, there was a room, like one of the classrooms, you know, that Concordia, National Lewis, DePaul, for students to meet with. And I remember uh, Dr. Joe, he was coming, he's like, yeah, after, after today, that's it. I've got to clear everything out. The school's closing five o'clock uh, today. So for me at that time, that was pretty rough because I was working at National Lewis University. So I was, um, full time assistant professor at National Lewis in their undergraduate uh, college, mm -hmm. and you know what was set to finish and to kind of move on to other things, um, you know, to other opportunities, different areas and stuff there, and then that stopped. That was a big, uh, big, big thing. Yeah. So I remember that, and then. What happened, I think I talked to Brittany. I don't know if you know Dr. Uh, Brittany, Brittany Martin. So she was yeah. a classmate of mine. We, we were, uh, and she also worked for the university. And I think she was telling me to look into Indiana Wesleyan and lo and behold, I got in touch with them and was able to get into their program, which just started, which had just started at that time. And then, so now I'm going from finishing one, you know, being at the end of one program and then having to start another one. And then in their DBA program or doctoral program and was able to get in there in 2019. And then here I am now at the end of that one again. So, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, pushing forward with that one. So. I, I hope that answers. I started at 2016 because because you had mentioned that, but I think uh, yeah. So I'm still on that journey for doctoral. I've got uh, a two two master's degrees, so MBA in accounting and a hybrid. They call it a hybrid masters in accounting and financial management. Beyond that, before okay. All of that. Yeah, we, we need an accountant, man. So I'm uh, uh 
Let's all get this. Yes. 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 Absolutely. So what was it like being a dad and like um getting going through school and getting two masters, uh, you know, working on your doctorate? How do you balance that? Man, it's hard. It's not it's it's just not an easy it's not an easy task, I think. At the at the time of uh like with um, Argosy and things like that. When I was when I was a, a professor and faculty, I would say it was a little bit, in my opinion, it was a little bit easier because of the, I guess, just the schedule of a professor. Kind of your, I wasn't administration, so I was faculty. So you have kind of a, a lot more wiggle room, and you have different hours and schedules so would allow you a little more opportunity to do some work but yeah it's not it's not an easy thing it's not easy so you have a lot of experience being a dad uh 30 years man that's a, that's a long time uh, <laughs> i aspire to have a 30 year old you know what i'm saying one of these uh, days um what would you say was your biggest pain point going uh from when you first became a dad uh, up until now, like, uh, and how, how have you overcome that? Hey, you said pain point. I think it's a, that was a good, that's a good question. I think it's a, uh, it, it's, it's a, a fulfilling, it's, it's an amazing experience. You, you have challenges. It's hard, especially with time and, and, and being, a single dad so so that the, the time challenges are there at the same time it's rewarding so it's tough but at the same time it's something that's very uh, rewarding so how did you deal with the time factor um like what what processes did you put in place to i guess spend more time or uh you know do better with that Man, you just have to acknowledge that you got a problem. I guess that's the first thing. You got to say, well, hey, you know, I got to figure this thing out. And you you try to try to work as best you can. I think I think it's really it's really hard especially if you're tackling things like, you know, doctoral, you know, the the doctoral journey, working and just going through, putting through things, putting things together, uh, it can be really uh, a challenge. Um, I have so to tell you, so my dad, he has his, his uh, PhD, you know, his doctoral degrees in finance. And for a minute, he was, he worked in academia for some time. So I would say, going through the process and doing different things i have a different respect for him because and his time since you mentioned that because he you know he would be traveling or doing different things and you you know you kind of don't realize okay wow this is what somebody's going through and doing until you actually go through and you're you're in in a similar situation you know yeah did you feel pressure uh, like, did you feel like you had to get your doctorate because your dad had it? No, no way. No, 
he even thought it was strange because I worked in finance before I decided to, to, it was, it was the opposite to, to, to really say that because at the time I was working in finance and I had a, another colleague of mine, a buddy of mine, he was, he was teaching at a place called Westwood College. I don't know if anybody remembers Westwood College, but that, that's where I started teaching. Mm. And um, I was always listening to him being so excited about, no, I'm sorry, not Westwood. He taught at, uh, he was at City Colleges. And then I got my first position at Westwood College. And what started was he was just so excited about teaching the students. And I'm like, why do you want to teach? What, what's so exciting about that? And I just remember we had a conversation one day, which led me to, it was like kind of a series of events that happened. So like I talked to this guy, we were on the phone, we were talking the day before. Um, and then I want to say that evening I'm talking to my dad and he was very, so to, to go to your point was pressure. He was the opposite. He was just kind of hands up. He was kind of in the cut, you know, kind of, kind of listening to everything. So I was like, man, you know, my friend is this, this guy keeps getting so excited about this teaching. Then I went online, I was online doing something and I wound up uh, applying for or going to some open house for Westwood College. And it so happened they had the open house on the day I was off work. So it was like, I looked at it and there was an opportunity. I went out there, uh, it was in the suburbs, went there and then wound up getting hired and then starting to teach. And then thinking, wow, this is, you know, this is, this is some, some, uh, interesting stuff this is some good stuff and my dad was just like man i can't believe you 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 want to teach you know it was kind of one of those things you want to really you know it's it's not it's not like finance you know you got to this and that and the other and uh i really got into it and he was really encouraging so if it, it, you would think but it was it was totally different situation that's cool so you, you're a pretty accomplished guy, and uh, you seem like you're, you're pretty busy as well. <laughs> what, I wish, man. Oh, no. <laughs> what, do you, what do you like to do, like, in your spare time? Or, like, do you have any uh, any uh, hobbies? Yeah, I work out, work out, like to, to relax. I, I read quite a bit. Um, okay. Yeah, just 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 hanging, just hanging out. I'm in. So I live in Savannah, Georgia. I don't know if, if you guys know that. I'm not in oh, Chicago. No, I, I thought you were still in Chicago. No, no, I'm in Savannah, Georgia. About to move somewhere else in a, in a few months. But yeah, okay. I'm in Savannah, Georgia. Yeah, I saw that on your LinkedIn. Uh, you're at the uh, Savannah College of Art and Design. Yes. 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 Are you doing your homework? That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, you mentioned um, raising a, a stepchild. Um, I'm currently walking in that same path. Uh, I have a nine-year-old uh, stepson. I don't label him as a stepson. He's my son. That's yeah. how I treat him. Um, but um, how would you say that relationship matured over the years? Uh, did you have to show your stepchild more? 
attention because they were a stepchild, you know, or how uh, how did they find out that they were a stepchild? You know, what was that journey like? Well, I mean, he's old. I mean, so it's a different. I think it's a different dynamic. Yeah. From nine to thirty, it's a different. Um, in my opinion, it's a lot different. Um, I would say I would say it's a close relationship, but it's it's just it's just different. I mean, we're texting. I was texting him to just like before you, I talked to you guys. I was sending a text about something I saw on YouTube, things like that. So I think it's just a, a different dynamic. Uh, and I think that's the same with, in my opinion, I think it's the same with any, you know, because if you're older, you know, if you've got, got a child that's 20 years old, you're going to interact different than like, like you mentioned, like a nine-year-old or, or, or uh, a teenager in that sense. So I think it's, it's more on the, the supportive side, more on being, giving, um, you know, advice and wisdom as much as you can in, in that area, I think. Yeah. What, what did you learn from your 30-year-old about yourself that helps you with your younger son now? Yeah, you get to, you kind of, I, I, you know what, that was a good good point. I think sometimes you got to kind of think, I I try to, to think, well, okay, this is 2021, you know, I'm 35 and holding and all, but, you know, things are different <laughs> now than when I was 30. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and then you got to try to look at things from that perspective. And then you got to try to look at it from, you know, say 13 year old's perspective, like, hey, it's a different world when I was this age or that age. Yeah. And you got to kind of try to have that, I want to say really empathy, empathy and understanding that, okay, this isn't, you know, you're not in my same world and, and, and kind of, um, tailor things from that point of view, I think. Okay. Who would you say was like your biggest influencer as far as um, like being a dad? Yeah, I would say, I would say my dad, um, that, that's number one and my dad. And I, and you know what, it goes back to, to um, the question we had before was that now I look at things like I look at my dad at my age now, I look at my dad differently than I did when I was like, let's say 12 or, or 13 or, you know, or different thing, or going through the whole um, doctoral process through that. Now I understand like, wow, you know, you know, he had to go through a lot and you got to think about, during the time he went through it, it's different than the time I'm going through it. Yeah. You know, technology, things that you would have to do because he would have to travel to go to his classes, like certain things. Mm -hmm. if, there, there wasn't a, a, like we're on Zoom and things like that. So you have to kind of have that, that type of, um, you know, like I said, empathy, empathy and understanding. Do you remember what year your dad got his uh, doctorate? 
Oh man, this was late, late nineties, late nineties. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a lot different. We they yeah. didn't have like, um, you know how you could go to like, <laughs> like uh, Google Scholar and look up papers and different stuff like that. No. Yeah, they, uh-uh. they had the Dewey Decimal System. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and and uh, a lot of the just, you know, thinking about it, that was a good point because I remember when I was doing my master's, and this was I want to I, I want to say around like twenty ten like. I guess 10 years ago or something, 11 years ago or something like that. And it was pretty ground, like we had a, I remember having an online class and when, what it meant by online was that you still had to like get into, I don't even remember what the soft, it wasn't Zoom, but you had the professor, it wasn't asynchronous. So it's like you were there, all, there were all these different people from all over the place, but the professor was there talking, you know, and going over, and you still had to log on and be there, you know, so it wasn't that type of online. So yeah, you can only imagine. So you mentioned uh, your dad having a financial background and uh, you, know, you in turn having a financial background. So it sounds like uh, financial literacy in your family is extremely uh, important. Uh, how how do you teach your children uh, financial literacy? Yeah, I think just having those conversations, just having conversations about about money, just about the. And again, I think that it ties into understanding where like where they are and what time we're in and where where I was when I was their age and what time I was in because there's a lot of things that are different you know there's you've got Amazon you've got Robin Hood you you have all of these different things and just being able to I think be have the dialogue have the conversation so I think the very most important part is because a lot of times you know, I think, and some of my friends, they may be kind of, I want to say nervous, but hesitant sometimes, or or maybe it might not be intense. They just might not be as forthcoming as, as far as just talking, just having conversations, talking about things and bringing it up and making it a, a comfortable space, you know, to talk about money and, and, and things of that nature, yeah. So you talked about like finance from, uh, well, I guess how money has changed. Uh, could you talk about that a little bit more? Like, how's it different? Well, it, it there's a lot of different things. So if you think about, so when I was there, when I was in school, so let's say in undergrad, there were more traditional students than there are non the the it was a little bit rare to have a non, to be working and going to school. Most people were going to school versus now it's the opposite. Most people are working and go to school 
and you it's 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 not as such as the norm to be you know a full-time undergraduate student so that means people are working yeah. and doing a lot more and situations are different and it's taking it may take longer time for someone to kind of get up to, to graduate you know you, if you're working going part-time versus traditional you may not finish sooner so you may not have you know so it's so you have to put that in perspective economies are different technologies are different so just just again i think it's not it's it's by not kind of uh judging a different generation by your standards if that if, i don't know if that makes sense no, that's so a- i think it's but and the way you can understand how things are different are by having those those uh, conversations. And then also working in higher education, you're around younger people. So I think that gives you an advantage that other people don't have. Well, at least you're around people who are typically college age. You can kind of see, okay, these are some of the struggles they're having. You know, this is, okay, this is something that, that my kids could be going through as well. Yeah, it, it seems like the um, dollars aren't really uh, going as far as they used to. They, they're not. They're <laughs> not. They, they 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 are not. And that that was a, that was a good point. And a lot of it is technology and things that we have. So, you know, um, we, it really, if you think about it, people become think through technology, things have become more efficient. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so definitely that does impact our our work. And wage and salary. Yeah, the dollar is going further in crypto. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got cryptocurrency, we got all these different things. Yeah. So, what, you know what? What you just said made me think about like, um, like automation and uh, how they were talking about the universal basic income. Mm-hmm. Do you think do you do you think like automation is a good thing or uh would it negatively impact us? Well that's that that's a tough question because you know with everything there's good and there's bad. Yeah. Right? And you got to think about it right now. We're on Zoom, right? So I mean, 20 years ago, when we think of something like Zoom or or uh, something this easy to use, or a lot of the things that we have right now, it may it not have existed. Huh? It was on the Jetsons. Remember on the Jetsons? Yeah, it was on the Jetsons. Yeah, you see, you had the Jetsons stuff, but it, you know, it, yeah, and and uh, but a lot of the things we just didn't. It didn't exist. We have it. It makes things easier. But this can, Zoom impacts. I mean, of course, we had COVID, but outside of that, now, now we can sit and have meetings. I don't have to fly. We don't have to meet somewhere. Yeah. You know, but you got to think about all of those things that you would do if you fly. Those are jobs that are around that, right? You traveling. So all of these, it's not just one person or, or us three. Think of millions of people who would have to travel, would have to go somewhere. You would have to eat. You would, so 
So it impacts the economy in, in ways, but it also benefits in ways as well. So, so it's kind of a, a, a give and take. And I think when you talk about automation, it's the, it's the same thing. It is yet definitely it is, it helps to not only it's impacting um, future jobs, so displacing jobs, you've also got that uh, wage pressure or job, you know, salary pressure because now things are automated more so there's less, they don't have to pay you as much. Mm -hmm. you know, you're doing less. So someone else might get paid, you know, uh, you know, because things are automated, they don't have to pay you as much. Yeah. We've seen it with the, 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 the internet. So you, I can think of like the legal profession, right? So with more and more online tools, you, you got to think, you got legal Zoom, you can Google things. So, or even accounting. So where you needed to before, let's say with your taxes, before you need to go and see an accountant. Or if you had some type of legal question, you know, I need to, I need to consult with an attorney. I need to call them. I need to go see them. All of those things you don't need to do. A lot of stuff, you just go YouTube, Google, you can get answers. So, so now the, attorneys, accountants, you have to move into other areas. You're not making as much money. Mm -hmm. yeah. that, that was good. Now, um, speak to uh, the 13-year-old. So the 13-year-old is heading into what, eighth grade or in eighth grade or going into high school next year? Yeah. Um, what would you say is uh, – <clears throat> um, the biggest uh, challenge in uh, going through the pandemic uh, with a child that's going into like that type of grade, like are they doing homeschool or is it uh, like half and half or how, how's that set up going? They have a Zoom, they have Zoom and the t really, see that was, that was a tough question because they don't, they don't mind being at home. So that, that's what, <laughs> they don't want to go back, you know, or, or and, and then at the same time, they're using a lot, they're using Zoom. They're using a lot more of, they're leaning harder on the technology. So I think, which I think is a good, and personally, I think that's a good thing. At the same time, I think the, the uh, personal, being around other people, the social skills, the interaction, that is very important to, to uh, have. And again, here's here's the the other caveat. You know, I, if I look at it, but I have to try to step back and say, well, wait a minute. Are these 13, 12 year old, are they when they are together, are they doing the same things I did when I was 12 or 13 years old? And no, because most of them are on some type of device. They're on TikTok. They're doing something. And they could be in the, a room with other kids, but they're all on <laughs> some device or something. Not, they're not running, throwing a Nerf football in the backyard or, you know, playing dodgeball. So you got to kind of, again, it goes back to trying to understand it. And I can't be like, well, why don't you go outside? Well, I can, and you want them to, but at the same time, you got to think about, well, 
what is the world like for them? You know, and then what will it be? What is it going to be? Our, and, and you want to have them to know different skills, like Zoom. So to, to tie it in, I had a student that um, met with me about two or three weeks ago. And this student was in class with me before the pandemic. And this, I want to say, was like in the end of 2019. And we had live classes and I would have class visitors. I have them come in on Zoom. So I have somebody from Chicago, from a business person come and talk to the class. And then uh, this student told me, was like, wow, you know, professor, I was so glad you had those visitors and stuff last uh, class. And, and I would have it so they could watch a recording on Zoom. Because she was like, I'd never seen Zoom before. Never knew how to use it. Now we're using it every day, but I, the first time I got to see it was in your class. You know, so you kind of, you know, those things you think about, well, you know, they're using Zoom, so they're getting used to this, so now they're learning these skills. I want them to be outside playing Nerf. But is that really what kid, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a tough one, man. It's like trying to find a balance, you know, a uh, fine line in between, you know, technology and like look up and see the world, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's a tough, tough thing, you know? It's a tough thing. And, but, and I think communication is a strong cure-all, you know? Talking and just observing and trying to understand and and to try to convey so they understand because I mean you talk to them about nerf football and in the backyard what is that why why you want to do that I can play I can get on the game I want to play some you know Fortnite or something well you know <laughs> yeah so you, you got you got it you got to talk to them let them know yeah man I'll be having those same discussions with uh, with my children. Uh, like go outside, go do something, go over your friend's house or something. But um, you know, they're not into it. They can talk to their friend on the game. So that that's what my son says. Like I'm I'm talking to my friend now. <laughs> yeah, you can get on Discord or on one of the or on the on the game itself. They can yeah. communicate, you know? Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly. <laughs> Times really are changing, right? Yes. Um, yes. So, like, what do you want for your children? I, I just want the best. I want them to, to you know, in this time, like, we just had the verdict and things. You know, you want them to be safe. You want them to 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 be the 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 best that they can possibly be and have all the opportunities that that they can possibly have. You know? I think that's that's really important as well. I think it's really important. All right, we're getting uh, close to time. So I have one last, one more question. Mm -hmm. If you could give advice to um, a new dad or just a dad in general, um, what, what would it be? Wow. I would say to... Be, be patient, be understanding, and really, 
realize your your um, your value, your importance, you know, in 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 with your your children, and that, that was man, that was a really good question. The one one thing I'll tell I'll tell you this story, which which came to mind when I thought about because we're talking about doctoral, we're talking about dads and stuff. And I remember my um, my boss. So my former boss at Westwood College, he said something because I was talking about, he was always encouraging me to do my doctorate and things like that and um, moving towards it. And one thing was, he was like, yeah, you know, you're lucky. And I was like, okay, yeah, you know, we're all lucky. He's like, no, you're lucky. He's like, my brother, at the time, his brother was doing his doctorate. And he was like, you know, if you, you're looking to do it, you want to talk to somebody, like you talk to my brother, but you're lucky because your father did his PhD. So you got someone, you, can, you got a direct line. He's going to tell you what you need to know. He's going to be there. He went through the process. And, and he said this, he, which I always remember. He's like, no one is going to help you like your, your, your father. You know, no one will help you with this, and, which is true. That's what I mean. like, hey, you know, and he got to listen to you. You know, he's got to, you know, there's no choice. So I think the, a lot of the things, you know, that you do or done and just by being there, it's, you're, you're very valuable, you know. It's, it's you're, you're valuable to, to your kids and their lives. Great advice. I like that. Awesome. Yeah, I like that. Yes. Well, thanks again, Infan, for your time, for your candor, man, for sharing the stories, man. Uh, we've been uh, collecting all these stories from all these dads, man. It's been, uh, you know, uh, great to, uh, you know, have this platform for dads to come in here and talk to us about these things, man. It's been great. Yeah, well, well, thank you, thank you very much. This is good. And can, can I give give can I give a plug, a shout out for my? Oh yeah, tell the people where to find you. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, this is your time to shine, man. Uh, tell the world where they, where they can find you at. Yeah, so so if you're interested in just uh, following some things, being a part of my newsletter, you can go to my website mfonakpan.com. On that website, you can also um buy my book the the hitchhiker's guide to virtual reality um which which is a, uh, available st petersburg publishing biograph um books so you can buy it there you can listen on audible which i think is a great uh great medium audio book you can also grab that let me know what you think so it's a great great thing i have links in the description below for the people Awesome. I'm going to check awesome. that out. That ties into like what we were just talking about. Sounds like as far as like technology and uh, changing world automation, stuff like that. Technology, automation, and to, I, I got one more story if we got time. If we got, Go for it. Yeah. Got less minutes. So with that book, the, um, the gentleman who is my voice, so is doing the narration, African-American, got great, wow, his name is Waymon Boone, Waymon Boone, and so when we, so if you do these uh, 
projects with the audiobook, my publisher posted the job on the platform. And I'm forgetting the name of the play. He posted on the platform. It was over 100 people submitted to, to actually do the voice, the voice acting for this book, which, which I was like, wow, this is great. So it was about over 100 people. We narrowed it down to like five people. And we listened to it. And I listened to it. I heard his voice. Man, the guy is just great. I Googled him. He directed, um, like he directed a lot of movies. You would tell this is that's an accomplished, you know, brother right there with directed, uh, acting. He directed um, the gentleman Ray Loyota, who was in the movie uh, uh, Good Wise Guys or Goodfellas. Goodfellas yeah. was in Goodfellas. I'm making up movies. Wise Guys, Goodfellas. <laughs> He was a good fella. So long story short, he was the number one choice. We, we listened to, heard his voice and he's African. You know, I'm like, man, this would be great. But the thing of it is, he was, it was the budget. I mean, it was way out of budget. So uh, the publisher was like, you know what? Let's, let's go for, I think our fourth choice. Another gentleman, awesome voice, really, really great who was really, you know, he, he came in at a better price. I'll say that within the budget. And I told the public, I was like, look, let's just ask him. You know, let's just ask Waymont, send him an email and just say, hey, look, we're gonna go with this other guy for this price. You know, just letting you know, really would have liked to have you. He got the email, he's like, look, I love this product, the topic, I'll do it. So we wound up doing it. So we got uh, Waymon Boone as uh, my my voice, and uh, so it's it's exciting. So the key with that one is always ask. You never know somebody may say no, but they could say say yes. You know. So I thought that was great, and it it, it really it worked out really well. I like that. Always ask. You know, ask uh, the acronym: ask, seek, knock. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. You you never know. You never know. So so I hope everybody listens and tell me what you think. <laughs> say something about Waymon, you know, what, what you what you because he really brings it. I mean, it, it listen, I was just almost in tears, like listen, like wow, this is this is great, you know. So like seeing your words come to life. Oh man, beyond beyond life, <laughs> beyond you know, it's it's it was it's amazing. But yeah, thank you so much. No, thank you. We appreciate you coming on. Like oh, I, I asked you to. Uh, there you to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you, you asked. Ask. <laughs> you asked. Yes. No, we yes. appreciate you, man. This was a great interview. Oh, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. It was an honor. Thank you so much. Yeah, don't hang up on the line. We're gonna have a little post game after this, man. So don't don't hang up the line. Oh, okay. We okay. get a bunch of people that just hang up. Like as soon as you say, all right, cut, then hang up. Like, nah, ah, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks again, M Fine, man. This was this was a great one. Uh, you know, for myself, Sir Royce Brialis, for Dr. Raheem Young, you know, we're gonna sign off and uh thanks for thanks for listening and uh, stay tuned for further announcements. Oh, thank you. Yes, yes. Thank you for listening to WTF Interviews.
If you want to get in contact with us, you can reach us via our website, wtfatherhood.org. Also, our Facebook page and our Facebook group will be listed in the description below as well. Uh, I ask you to leave a a review as it helps more people receive the message. And uh, again, until next time, be well. You already are.